generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Housework. Cause it's light work. What you, what you gonna do? I'm with those shakes, filling the base to my feet hurt. I call it housework. Cause it's light work. What you, what you gonna do? But I'm with those shades if I don't get paid for this housework. I call it housework. Welcome back. You were listening to another episode of the keepthechange.co.nz podcast. A quick shout out to the team at EC Credit Control for sponsoring this podcast. Good group of people there. They've been very kind to help me ensure that we can get this content in front of even more people, Mikey. It's always good when people respect the mahi that you're doing. How are you? Very good, mate. Ready to roll on this one? Yeah, we're here to talk about mortgages, eh? There's three parts to this. Right. Number one, for the people from the top, number one, basically, are people getting uh, mortgages? Mm-hmm. Number two, is this the worst time to buy a house? Or the best. Hey. And number three, what is stopping people from buying? And the answer is it's their mindset, which we'll get into. Because I'm noticing a little bit of when I post things on Keep the Change, what happens is people... Uh, uh, only thinking about what their goal is and then they're reading or consuming economic type information and then they're, they're, they're saying, oh, so you're saying this is the, um, I shouldn't buy a house. I'm like, that post had nothing to do with housing, but because you're thinking about buying a house, your lens on everything happening in the world is, mm. is this the best time to buy a house? And no one's ever going to be able to give you that answer because you just don't know it could be the perfect time to buy a house and then you might move in there and then a uh, water pipe might burst out the front and that all the sewage is going to go straight through your front garden and you're not covered by insurance <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, I knew I shouldn't have bought this house. So you're never going to know, right? But um, as an example, someone, John Key was just talking about the economy in general and this person was like, oh, shit, so we shouldn't be taking any risk in buying a property. I'm like, but that's one piece of info and then you're applying, like, I don't know what you're situation is only you know that so then as we always talk about map your uh, actions back towards the goal that you want to achieve and if you're going to do it at some stage then figure out what information you need to make a decision so we'll get into that as well but from the top mate November has been and gone for you most of December as well Mm. people still borrowing people still buying yeah I've got in terms of uh 
people moving into their homes, January, December's pretty big, eh? So November was was probably uh, a lower month. Yeah. November was? Just thinking about the numbers that went through. Um, but I'd just come back from like three months of holiday as well, which is <laughs> probably got <laughs> a something lag to do effect. with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... Those I feel like I'm saying this every time we do a, a mortgage pod, but those rates that they use in the cal- in the calculators, the test rates, yep. they have gone up again. So, you know, all banks have different ones, but on in general, they're around eight and a half percent. So they're pff, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going into the nines eh, in early next year. And you know, we had them down in five, like mid to low fives, in in the low or well, the peak of COVID times, in start of the year. Loosely, like January time. Yeah, sixes I think maybe and maybe the yeah late sixes. So a big jump, fifty percent jump. Yeah, let's say six percent yep. through to nine percent. Yep, fifty percent. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, debt servicing calculations have got harder and harder. So basically, what that means is you know if we could borrow a million dollars for you and at the end of twenty twenty, on the if you're on exactly the same income, your expenses are probably higher now. And then these test rates, you can probably borrow like six fifty, seven hundred. It's a big difference. Okay. So yeah, borrowing capacity's changed a lot. Access to credit is still completely available. Um but it's just you just can't get as much. What about you sent me something new builds? You need more of a deposit, is that right? With one bank. Yeah, one of the banks has said that they're not doing pre approvals for uh new builds unless you have a 20% deposit and norm, like normally those are what we call reserve bank exemptions where you can put 10% down, get an approval for 90%, which is the lending, and then when you move in, you take out the mortgage then, so you're pre-approved through that whole process of the build. Yeah. Now they're saying, we'll give you a pre-approval, but you need 20% up front, not 10 Sheesh. So cuts out a big chunk of the market for those what we call turnkey uh, new builds where you're buying off the plans. So just a few little things that are just tightening, you know, like they're they're tightening and tightening and it just seems like we don't have any more of being like any news coming out that's like, oh yeah, they're loosening up this, this, this is great for the, you know, first home buyers or anything. We just haven't had any of that for a while and I don't foresee any coming. The only good thing that's happening are these giant cashbacks. Okay, talk us through those. Yeah, you know, like... I remember a few years ago when you'd be lucky to get like two or three grand on a million dollar loan. Now we're getting 10,000 plus. Yeah. Um, so banks are very competitive for the work that is out there. Um, although it's a little bit harder to get people approved, banks are still fighting for that lending, you know, and they're, they're sweetening it up with these cashbacks. So if you go borrow a million bucks, like uh, right now I can guarantee you that we'd get 10 grand minimum, you know. As a cashback, and that's well, it's not as many repayments as it used to be, but <laughs> it's a it's a bit, but it's a fair chunk, you know. Ten grand's very helpful to help pay for your legal bills and moving costs and the housewarming party and yeah, all of these types of things. So yeah, we're seeing a bit of that round, and a couple of banks have just like emailed out this sort of last week that that these were meant to expire in December, and now. Some of them are running them through to March or February or March, which is a really long runway for that type of thing. Cheapest. Mm. So that's just them getting more competitive for debt. I, speculation, I 
They've been getting a bit of pressure for these giant net profits. Okay. Yeah. So they're giving a bit back. Okay. Giving a bit out. Nah, no, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it whatsoever, but yeah. What's the average amount of money people are borrowing, given you know, context for you, uh, a lot of Auckland-based clients, I'd imagine? Mainly Auckland-based and mainly owner-occupied. Okay. Yeah, so I don't do too much investment lending or anything like that. Um, it's plateaued. So when I started, it was like 415000 Then it slowly crept up, slowly crept up. And I think my highest average this year was about 789000 Shit, your highest average? What, what do you mean? That means sometimes average of the month. Something. No, my highest. It's over over the space of a quarter. Oh I do God. quarterly checks, yeah. and the average loan size is seven hundred eighty nine grand, and that was la for second quarter of this year, ending June. Yeah, that was that was the highest, and we're sitting at about seven sixty five now. So it hasn't oh, come down 765. much. Seven sixty five, mate. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm just going to drag this out because what I was just doing is I was looking. Okay, Luke wants to buy property. It's worth nine hundred k. Yeah. And I was thinking, right, it's average well, loan size, boy. <laughs> I was thinking, well, look, you know, seven hundred, six hundred k of debt, but I'm just move this up to seven hundred and ten k. Yeah, I've got this on thirty years. Yep, ASB's floating rate, which is obviously, yeah, you know, we'll do it the other way soon in a second. But eight, seven point nine nine percent. Yep, um, principal and interest. I'm looking at over the course of that loan, paying one point one million dollars in interest. Over in? 30, yeah, over thirty years. That's on eight at eight percent. So my deposit's only hundred and ninety k, and I've got a loan of seven hundred and ten thousand to get my nine hundred thousand dollar piece of sticks. Oh man, that's a lot, eh? Yeah. This um calculator's so either so breaking, broken or breaking my heart. Your seven hundred and ten thousand dollar home. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's the loan. Yeah, that's the loan. So your nine hundred thousand dollar home's gonna cost two million. Two million bucks. Two point one million, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I didn't factor in my insurance, my rates. The roof's going to be fucked in ten years. Gangster capital gain, eh? <laughs> yeah, and also I'm going to repave the driveway, and I'm probably going to fall off the roof trying to fix something <laughs> at some stage, cleaning the gutters. Yeah, and um, end up in a form of depression at year fifteen. <laughs> no, I got to, <laughs> and that will cost to get sold. Now you can see why Luke doesn't like houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so let's so that's eight percent, and that like when. I started playing with these things. I thought, oh man, that actually, like, it is quite scary. But if I go back to a fixed term and said, right, well, I fix this bad boy for at least five years to so 60 months, 6.99%. Well, my total interest is still 1.19 million. So, you know, maybe that didn't really help too much. But yeah, it, it's quite scary, I guess, for people that have got more and more debt. But of course, A, we hope that the capital gain is going to increase, and then B, that these rates will come back down at some stage in that 30 year period. So yeah, that's not going to be accurate, the right? The capital gain, A, it's a funny one because it, it it creates the wealth effect and and when you get it, it allows you to be put under pressure because you in the back of your mind you're getting paper rich. But capital gain doesn't pay the bills, eh? Mm. Capital gain doesn't pay the payment that's going up, doesn't pay anything. It just gives you leverage yeah. for the next one. I mean, you asked me just before, you want to do a pod topic on like, Secrets how to pay off your mortgage, and I said sell your house. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like the fastest way. Yeah, you've just ruined the next pod. Yeah, <laughs> that's the summary. We just clip that bit out. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. I, you know, I think people buy houses. Honestly, I've been doing it for a while now. People buy houses on the repayment. Yeah, well, that's it's interesting because this tells me. If you don't know your loan amount, work out how much you can borrow using our borrowing calculator. Yeah. And I'd imagine most people would start there. Yeah. Because that is, to repay that, 900 grand at 6.99% over 
60 months and then obviously over 30 4, years. 4,200 a month. 4,800, yeah. 4,800 a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty grunty. Yep. Mm. Yep. But, you know, people will like compare that back to the rent that they're currently paying and then they sort of, if it's close-ish or similar, then they're like, well, I'm not paying the landlord's mortgage, I'm paying my own one and, you know, they make it work. But people generally buy based on payment. They don't... <sighs> If they can, if, if they if they can justify the the payment, they'll take out the loan, um, and it doesn't really matter if the interest rate is fifty percent or five percent or one percent. It just depends on the payment. Um, it's my job to run them through what you just did and talk about the interest costs and things like that. Do you ever show them the interest breakdown from like year one through to year thirty? Yeah. Does that scare them? I've got a ca- a special calculator tool that I use in meetings for that. Yeah. And does are people like whoa? Shit. Or no. Yeah, well, it's quite... They're just like, give me my fucking keys to my house, mate. Yeah, like I said, they care about the payment, but I have to try... I bring up a calculator like that, and I've got the graph, and it starts off with the big portion of interest at the start, and it looks like your loan principal goes nowhere. Yeah. And then it starts to accelerate at the end, but if then you change it around to, like, adding $100 a week or $500 a month or whatever, and it shows the difference that makes, and it compares it to the first graph. Nice. And it changes, you know, a 30-year loan into a 23-year loan or whatever it is. I found this video yesterday that I have put on Keep the Change a long time ago, and I'd forgotten about this, but it's mostly audio. Buying real estate is not as simple as your other friends on TikTok who are secretly broke told you. (laughs) Let me demonstrate how the math actually works. For those of you who think you're paying yourself first. Let's assume you buy a house for $500,000. Let's assume that it's a 30-year mortgage, and let's assume that it's 5.5% interest rate. Now here's an amortization table. Don't bother asking TikTok people what this is. They never even heard the word. But let me try to explain what this tells you. This shows you your payments for the next 30 years. And what do you see here? You're paying $2,200 in interest, but only $547 towards your principal. What does that mean? Are you throwing money away on interest? Yes, you fucking Neanderthals. You think that you're just buying a house and all your money's flowing to equity. Learn how interest works. In fact, if we keep going down, when do you actually start paying more towards the principal instead of interest? Not until 2039, October 2039. Are you throwing money away on rent? Hmm. What have we learned today? Number one, it's very likely that you might find a more sophisticated group of people with math in a second grade class learning how to count rather than going to social media for real estate. I love it. Hey, hey. Yeah, that dude's, uh, I think it's Ramit Sami, maybe. You've, you've definitely, you. so you've liked and shared that video, haven't you? Uh, it's I, right up your alley. Uh, well, what I actually did, I screen recorded it and made it my own, but I'm, as we speak, I'm about to put this on my own yeah, story. Because um, it didn't get many views at the time, but yeah, it's. I guess it's something that not a lot of people think about, right? They're no, sort of, they think about the payment, man. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, it's, I sit down and I have to provide financial advice and run them through certain parts of the process every time. Um, and you can just see them like if I if I hang on to that piece, they're just hanging on the edge of the table waiting to hear it. Yeah, how much yeah. is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. quite funny. Uh, interesting. Um, okay, part two, mate. Part two. Here's an article from a wee while back, but we didn't really get a good chance to talk about it. This is from November 2022, re October data. Housing affordability for first home buyers the worst it has been 
Since interest.co.nz began producing affordability reports in 2004. Mm. But I read that the first home buyers have got a good share of the market of new lending and they're actually still able to buy places. But this is telling us the likelihood of owning your own home in New Zealand sank to a new low in October, according to interest.co.nz's home loan affordability report. The report tracks three main indicators of housing affordability for typical first home buyers. The Real Estate Institute of New Zealand's lower quartile selling price, mortgage interest rates and the median after-tax pay of 25 to 29-year-olds. From the information... It works out how much aspiring first-home buyers would need to save for a 10 or 20% deposit on a lower quartile-priced home, how much they would need to borrow on the corresponding mortgage, the amount needed for mortgage payments at current interest rates, and how much of the income that would consume. Mm. It's the last figure that's the most important because the amount of weekly income eaten up by mortgage payments is a direct measure of housing affordability. Can you scan through that article and find what that percentage is? The mortgage payments are considered unaffordable when they eat up more than 40% of the take-home pay. Oh, that figure a, is particularly important when living costs are rising strongly as they currently are. I think we're about at that. Yeah. The national mortgage affordability measure has been above 40% and therefore unaffordable for people on average wages since house prices peaked in November last year and is continuing to rise, meaning unaffordability is getting worse. Uh, October meant that the national combined median after-tax pay for couples aged 25 to 29 was $1,835 in October per week, which meant the mortgage payments would have been eating up 46% of their take-home pay, putting it well into unaffordable territory. Mm. So we're, yeah, at 46, when 40, even 40% is considered kind of sweet. Like, fucking, can we just step through this for a second? Yeah, let's unpack it, eh? Even rent, okay? So I'm not just picking on, you know. Yeah. You go to work. You go to work. You don't. You don't even fucking get your pay before the IRD. Like, we got ours, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then you're like, I gotta live somewhere. I'm like, another forty percent for me, thank you, boss. That's the bank or your landlord. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what? I might save for my retirement. Go to a festival. Pay off my car. Uh, go to the restaurant on Saturday night. Buy a box of green cruisers and smack those at a flat. Like whatever it is you want to do. Before you even get there to do those things, you've lost probably, let's say, 20% to 30% to tax, and then 40% to living, and then you've got to do it all again the next week. Mm. Like, that's you, why. Oh, you've got to escape that at some stage, eh? Yeah, that's why higher income solves a lot of problems. Yeah. It's really underrated. Um, and you can see it built into the, into the bank systems now. Like they're they're gagging for people to have higher incomes, you know. Right. Like, yeah, well, they get everything is. You have to meet deposit requirements, so there's enough equity in a home for them to take the risk. But basically, it comes down to like how much money you've got left over after the tax man and your bills. Mm. And the best way to improve that is you can only save so much, right? You can only cut costs in your life to a certain point. Like if you're earning fifty grand a year you can only cut costs down to like a few hundred dollars a week or whatever and then you still don't have enough left over. But if you build a life where you can well, build an income up of one hundred and one fifty or $200,000 a year and $300,000 a year and, you know, a lot of those problems go away and you look really attractive to the bank and getting a loan. And you'll probably notice it yourself too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting one. Like the whole, I've heard stories of back in the day, like back in the day where banks would just sort of equity loan. You know, oh yeah, you got a couple of houses, just take, oh. you know, take the loan out. It's all good. How do you mean? Like 
Who's like got I don't, I don't have a job, but I've, I've oh. got two, I've got two properties, you know. So, can I just buy, go buy that house? Yeah, yeah, all good. Here's the approval. How were they paying? Like the mortgage didn't payments? matter. Oh. There's enough security, so it didn't matter. Jesus. So the, so you're expected to. I kind of like that because you're then you're expected to figure out how you're going to pay. You've gotcha. Still got, you've still got loans to repay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a bit probably a bit too free market, and they've stopped that for obvious reasons. But yeah, now it's gone completely the other way where. Yep, minimum deposit requirements. They're a pain in the ass, but they are what they are. They're only a pain in the ass because you because house prices are probably a bit high. Um, and then solving the rest of the problem is a higher income, and that you'll, that'll increase your borrowing. You raise a very good point, mate, because I reckon an older version of Luke, a more victim version, mm-hmm. rather than a, um, a victim virgin, I was certainly both, uh, rather than... <laughs> 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 rather than a rather than a victor, I would read an article like this, and if I wanted to buy a home, I'd be like, "Fuck this country, man!" Like, see, like they fucking hate young people. Twenty, I'm twenty five to twenty nine. I can't make it. Mm. The answer is no. You need to make more money. It sucks. It's fucking sucks. Yeah, but just be honest is, with yourself about it, though. Yeah, and the, all the problem with that is you just haven't learned how because maybe your parents haven't known how to teach you. Society hasn't taught you. We don't know how to teach people. For decades, we've said. Oh, more income. Hmm, how could we do that? Um, oh, we use leverage against property to get a rental property, then you'll get rental income, rather than going, hang on, there's got to be other ways to make cash. Mm. Like, not everyone's as obsessed with housing as New Zealanders, so there was obviously an intention for that, for a security, wealth building, and then extra cash. But go and research other people to figure out how they made more money. Like, you will have to spend time doing this. And... You could be, well, well, no, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that because I can get into my first home and I'm a first home buyer and my income's, you know, pretty good. Well, do you want to fucking pay a mortgage off for 30 years? Surely you should still have the goal to then increase your income to pay this shit down faster so you can ring the bank and say, you know what, when I first took this out, you said I'd be paying $1.2 million to you on interest on the 710 grand worth of debt. Well, you can get fucked with that because I'm actually (laughs) still going to learn how to become more valuable, earn more so I can get out of this cycle of having to pay your guys' wages for so long because I was so anti-paying rent to my landlord for so long, so I'm going to still be the same uh, in terms of clearing some of that interest. So let's can some extra repayments amounts, Mikey. How much? What do we think? We're like, going to do, is this on month? Fortnight. Fortnightly. So we're going to do, let's do 300, 150 a week, eh? Okay. 300? Yeah. Extra on top of your repayment there. And now our... So you've just burned pool. 320 grand worth of interest Yeah. by doing that. That is... That's what I talk to people. I'm like, you can have a 750 grand loan. It's 1150 bucks a week on, you know, 6 or 7% or whatever. You, if you find another $100 a week, Mm. that's like, these are the interest savings we're talking about. And and does it give you a loan? So nearly seven years, it reduces the loan by. So you've gone from a 30-year loan to a 23-year loan. Yeah. So like, everyone can do that if you've got a mortgage. Like, I'm talking about people who've got mortgages. Um, You're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've you you've can made know. the commitment, but since you're in it, now it's probably a good thing to go and ask yourself: if you're 30 years old, close your eyes and ask your 60 year old self, will you be happy to still be paying that mortgage that year? If yeah. not, then then get your 60 year old self to tell your 30 year old self to start paying another hundred or two hundred dollars a week on your mortgage, and you know you'll probably find it won't change your lifestyle that much. Because we do waste money on shit, a lot of us. Yep. Um, 
And often when I talk to people and go through this with them, they come back in six months and say, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, life hasn't changed at all. <laughs> you know, like I've wow, just got my house and my mortgage is going down faster than I expected. And, you know, my lifestyle hasn't really changed that much because we're just wasteful humans, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Um, if you're not in that scenario, then you have to do all of these calculations if you haven't got a mortgage yet. Because a lot of the time people want think they want a home because society tells them to. So go and have a look at all these calculators or you can ring us and we can sit down and go through them at guardiansmith.co.nz. Hey, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And shout out to EC Credit Control while we're there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but even, you know, you might go, right, I'm going to I'm going to set myself a goal to make another twelve thousand dollars of mm-hmm. repayment, so one thousand dollars a month. And then you probably, if you're at that stage and you're able to do that, like that's some big thinking, but you want to think big because you want to figure like, how the fuck would I actually do that? Mm. And you think, okay, well, I'm probably going to have to make 18 grand by the time I pay a third for tax. Taxes, yep. To then be able to chunk that shit down by $12,000 over a year. But $1,000 monthly, that's going to save you nearly 10 years, $443,000 worth of interest. Interest. So, So what I'm trying to highlight here is that it's all good and well in the investing community for everyone to be like, oh, compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. And yeah, I might compound my fucking dividends back yeah. into my... Like when you have a loan, you literally can learn more about compounding. Yeah, it's reverse than, compound. Yeah. Yeah. The bank's compounding you. So you should be playing... If you've got a mortgage, you should be playing with this shit to fire your brain up and be like, are you serious? Okay, so if I can pay $200 a month, then what is that going to save me in terms of interest? Okay, that looks like that's going to save me $131,000. Well, so you're telling me that if I can find a way to pay $200 extra per month that I'm going to save $131,000. That's it. Like, that is a shit ton of money. That's a shit ton of money. You know, and that's $2,400 a year. And then also, to anyone who's out there complaining, these calculators are free and available on every bank's website. Mm. You cannot complain after having access to this about the bank's profits. Ooh. They are giving you the information showing you how to not pay them so much. Yeah, good point. They're literally giving you the info to be like, this is how you don't pay us $131,000. So you don't have the right to complain about the bank's profits, to be honest. That's pretty harsh, eh? Ah, like honestly, it's funny. It's it's you know I said this on an earlier pod. It was, oh the banks is disgusting. Look how much they make. Oh yeah, if you don't use them, they can't make the money. Mm. Like, oh yeah, shit. It's the same with like you know I'm not big on gangs and shit. I don't really like that part of our society. The reason they make so much cash is because we all love buying gear off them. Mm. Well, if we could solve that part of it, they probably wouldn't have as much cash. So mm. we're as much to blame, you know. Um, they've found a product that they're going to be able to give to people it's in higher demand mm. banks have done the exact same thing it's literally how the world works it's just that we don't usually get in a position to be able to do that in our lives so then we just get envy and jealousy yeah. for what they're able to do yeah tough one so back to yep. our um, housing affordability the answer is always more income yeah in some almost way shape or form. Like it's, a, it's a funny one eh because it's, it's almost like a bit weird to say it's like uh, you've got this, the issue is you can't afford this right now, but you need to make more money. That's a, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a taboo thing to say, you know? Mm. Um, but, but yeah, it definitely solves all the problems. But if, like, I was in the, um, 
third form B team, I think, or maybe even C team for school. No, let's go school to start with. I was in the third tier. Mm. I'm like, well, how come I'm not in the first tier? Sorry, mate, you're not smart enough. You're mm. two tiers off. I'm like, oh, okay. But you're still ahead of the other 11 streams. It's like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, that's, is that how the world works? Play football. Um, sorry, mate, you're not in the top team. Oh, but I'd love to be. Oh, you need to get better. Oh, really? Like, oh, fuck. That sucks. Yeah. That's how life works. Yep. So yeah. what do you do? You go away, practice, yeah. get better. Yeah, and see yeah. if I can make it. Otherwise, yeah. accept, well, you know what? Like, people worked harder than me. They're more talented. Yep. It is what it is. And you're not upset about that choice either. Yeah. That's, yep. like, I, I know what the rules are. Yep. I then get to decide. So, at the moment, this is saying that first home buyers, it's really hard for them to get into the property market because it's unaffordable. That sucks that you were born at this time. Like, it, it is what it is. But that's the, yeah. you can't control that variable. I mean, I, d- I said it on that, that pod the other day when we are in the Attention Studio studio. Um, like, if, you, if you're going to be on the planet on average, like, anyone's going to be on the planet for, like, 80 years, if you think there wasn't going to be a time that was going to be hard at one point in your life that you weren't going to like, you're an idiot. Mm. <laughs> you're an idiot. Nah, seriously. Because, like, yeah. if you think you're going to live through 80 years and housing's always going to be cheap and affordable, the economy's going to be epic, it's never going to be hard to make money, like, it's pretty naive yeah like if you think of that on an 80 year time frame yeah the chances of you like you can't go back any time in history and find that gap mm. you know so i think you know that the, the this housing affordability calculation the that they're talking about in that article um i think it will get worse first because we've got a few of these you know it sounds like we've got more rate hikes coming and like I said before, housing's actually been pretty sticky, eh? Traditionally, it is. It's quite laggy. It's quite sticky. Um, people get, you know, very attached to property and they love it in New Zealand. So, you know, if it goes down in value, they're like, I'll write it out. Yep. They don't do that with shares. You know, mm. Tesla goes down and they're like, fuck this, I'm out, sell that shit. Yeah, I'm down 40%. You know, it's because they're super liquid, but housing's not actually that liquid. So when no. it goes down, they're like... No, just stay here for another few years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, they're like... And I, I tend to agree, over a time frame of, you know, 10, 15 years, I truly believe that New Zealand is going to have, you know, over seven, between seven and nine million people before I die. So we're going to have population growth. Um, the infrastructure around the country is an absolute fucking mess, so that's going to change and get better. And that's one of the good things about it being a mess is that when it gets redone, it's probably up to scratch with the latest shit. Hopefully. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. you're hopeful. Yeah. I am yeah. very hopeful, mate. What have you been reading? I'm very optimistic. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's the same. In the, and we live in a fiat currency credit-based system where they will devalue dollars over time. So, and housing is a, a reasonably slow inflation product. What I mean by that is you can build more houses and lower the value of them that way but not too quick and not that many because we will run out of land yeah um, especially because we're quite protective of our certain parts of our land in New Zealand so yeah over time housing is going to be fine and if you are beaten up by the fact that it's unaffordable at the moment and you're sort of caught in that victim even virgin whatever you need to be (laughs) the woe is me and you're thinking well it's pretty unfair for my generation blah 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 my words for you would be you ain't seen nothing yet. 
mm-hmm. and that ain't oh like you think this is bad in terms of the housing thing wait till you start getting smacked with extra taxes mm. oh shit we've only realised that climate change is actually really serious um, yeah we're going to introduce this tax sweet oh fuck okay what about all the boomers are oh, they Missed out on that one. Um, oh, look, the boomers are out of the workforce, oh, but they still want the pension. Mm. They want a benefit. They want to, they, they deserve to. Sweet. Who's going to pay for that? Not their generation. You. So literally, the longer you leave it to understand and figure out ways to earn extra income, the longer you're going to delegate control of your life to other people. Your, mm-hmm. your happiness. like It, it, it may not come, and mm. your life will always... Be hard because mm. I honestly believe we're going to head into a time of you just said infrastructure. The first thing that comes to my head is how the fuck are we going to pay for all that? Mm. We just rinsed all this debt to get through a pandemic that we didn't plan for. We've got to pay that back first. Then we're still behind on all of this infrastructure. This is showing us that okay, our healthcare system's not coping. For instance, we don't pay our teachers enough, our nurses enough, etc. Like that has to come from taxes. Where's that going to come from? Mm. Um, people are getting older. They they'll still want the pension. Hey, should we look at changing the retirement? You can't do that. Political football. Sweet, we'll kick the can down the road further. It's the younger generations that are literally going to be sitting in the middle mm. being like, fuck, we've got to pay for this. We can't even afford our houses. But eventually the wealth will be passed down from the top. But in the meantime, one thing you can learn and we can all learn is how can I get a bit more control of my income? And you might try it and you might think this is amazing and it will open up your eyes to the world. Or you might look at it and go, that wasn't worth it for me. That's completely sweet, but you get to test how you respond to it. Mm. So you might as well have a crack. Mm. The other thing is, is like, <clears throat> if you've been struggling to get a mortgage and it upsets you and stuff, I talk with people every day, and I meet with hundreds, you know, more than hundreds of people a year who get mortgages, and they're doing this stuff, eh? So I know that people are doing it. Yeah. I know people that are doing two jobs. I know people that are like running side gigs and, you know, doing heaps of overtime. Mm. Living at home for a couple of years. There's heaps of them. Yeah. Like you're in competition with these people in a, yeah. in a way. So you can't sort of whinge about it, you know. Yeah. Um, and they make it work and they get homes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a business. <laughs> Mate, what about this for an idea? Ooh. So, keep the change. Political party, 2000. And, nah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was about to walk out. <laughs> no, nah, I'm only joking. Keep the change proposes a new tax policy. And instead of basing taxes on income, we're going to base tax on age. So, younger people, since mm. things are now, they're, left, they're further behind because things have become fucked by pumping money and stuff. And then we know that the older generations want pensions, they need health care, they haven't funded their own retirements, mm. we're going to tax them even more mm. and say, well, you want all of that shit and you didn't prepare yourself, so we're going to, as you get older, your tax rate will go up from your 40s as you start to earn more income through to your 65. Mm. It's similar to my version. Yeah? Yeah, my version is tax the lower incomes the biggest amount, so it encourages you to go and earn a higher income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go down mint, <laughs> as, will, as will my one. But imagine that. It'd be a good way to win yeah. a whole of vote. Say, righto, yeah. we're going to have an income-free <laughs> tax threshold through to the age of 30. So you want to make sure you make your first decade out of uni and out of Super school really count. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Luke. 
getting a 60 to 80k salary, being like, <laughs> who wants a round? Yeah, yeah, does anyone else want a shot? Jaeger bomb, sweet, and then pissing it up against the wall, being like, oh, I probably should get serious about this at 29, you know? So we might see a change where, and then you, you're going to be able to get ahead a little bit faster. I also think that if we did something no along chance. those lines, we wouldn't be able to show our faces in public, mate. No. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on my scooter down uh, down to uh, down home, and then, pff, yep, oh, there's Luke gone. I did see an interesting tweet the other day that brought things back into perspective, mate. It was someone saying, guys, I'm just going to say bye to you all. I'm um, And there's a lot of people doing this on Twitter at the moment, right? Like, I'm out of here. Mm. Uh, you know, they're, they're putting the... Um, hate I'm, for Elon. Yep. Hey, Elon, I'm out of here. And this person's like, nothing to do with Twitter, but I've just found out that I've got cancer and they think that I've got a few days left to live, so I'm, I'm logging out. Right. And I was like, wow, man, that is... Um, you know, yep. And I think we talk about money a lot, and I watched a little clip the other day, and it made me think of this, and I think it's quite important, because it comes down to housing and everything and capital gain and what we all speculate and do everything for. Where is it? I think... It's quite important to remember. It was basically along the lines of if I gave you a billion dollars, yeah, be quite cool. Luke would be pretty stoked. A billy, a billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'd run some serious TikTok ads. <laughs> <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted, mate. You can, yeah. you can run TikTok ads and Insta and Facebook and whatever. But, and everyone would like the idea of that to give you for Mikey to give you that money. But if I gave you that money on the condition that you had twenty four hours to live, you probably wouldn't take it. Definitely not. You know? Yeah. So what that means is is money and speculation is, isn't everything. You know, like at the end of the day, mm. I think it's more about the journey and the time. So put effort into that. The journey and the time. Fuck, I like it, mate. That's so good. <laughs> That's how we figure, finish a mortgage podcast. <laughs> well, I actually think it's really good for that part three that we sort of talked about at the start where I was waffling on a little bit, but it's the people saying, oh, so maybe I should wait to buy a property, all of that sort of shit. It's like, if that's what you really want, yeah, de-risk what you can. Green light, man. De-risk, yeah. Yep. And go about the process. Talk if you to think, Mikey and he'll tell you exactly, if you're not in the position, I'll tell you exactly what position you need to be in. Yeah. And then you can be like, right, I'm six months away from getting into my home. Yeah. It's literally that easy. People are so, I think the term is binary in their thinking where they're like, okay, so, because I say to people, so what would make it a bad time to buy a house? Oh, well, in, in a year's time, if I look back with hindsight and it had gone down in value. But I'm like, but if you're not selling it in a year's time, how do you know it's gone down in value? Oh, because of the homes.org app or whatever it is. <laughs> well, like if you never log into that, how will you know? <laughs> oh, oh, but like we could have brought a year later and we would have saved ourselves money. I'm like, mm. I could have saved myself a lot of my fucking time if you stopped messaging me this. Like, <laughs> execute and then find a way to, okay, so well, you might have saved a year of your time. Well, then why don't you learn about earning extra income to repay your loan faster so you can shave off six to 10 years rather than being like, oh man. Yep. One year's time, like, but you won't know that until you do it anyway. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think um, I buy at the top of the market all the time, and I've had to come <laughs> to terms with it. So maybe I'm just because. Honestly, it's crook. Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a gigantic advocate for if you want a home, get a home. Mm. Like massive. I'm man. I do like polls and stuff now and then on social media, and I've done a few videos about how home ownership is awesome and home ownership sucks and the comments and stuff and, and a lot of people care about it. Yeah. Like they want the security. People have had bad experiences with landlords or 
you know, they don't like it when a real estate agent turns up and they're like, oh, your house is sold in 90 days, you got to move out. Yeah. Like, those things, like, I don't care about. But a lot of people do. And you can prevent all of that from happening by owning your own home. Mm. So it's it's also a way to solve a lot of issues that some people really do care about. Um, but, yeah, if you want one and you can't get the loan, the, the easiest way to fix it is increase the income still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... It's an interesting one. You don't really have the choice. If I don't just look at property, but I look at business owners that I've worked with and different people and stuff, usually when they're in that state of, oh, I'm just not sure if I should do this or not, I'm like, but you must have gathered so much information to get to this point to think that this is what you've wanted to do anyway. Mm. So you're not actually not sure whether you want to do it or not. You're just scared of Mm. not getting the best outcome. Mm. But whether you hire someone whether you start running some Facebook ads it, or whatever it is that you decide to do where you're like, usually most people are like, I should have started doing this sooner. Yeah, the market timing thing is funny, eh? Yeah, because it's, most of the time they then come back and be like, oh, now I'm three or four months in and I realized I got all of this shit wrong and I, the, if I had have started sooner, I would have molded the way I do things. Yeah, I've got a mate that bought in 2008, right? And then boom. Global financial crisis. Yeah. Shits himself. Paid 510 grand. Dropped down to about what, what it would have been worth, like 380, 400 or something at the time. Absolutely packing himself. Blah, blah, blah. Stayed in the house. Renovated a bit. Ended up uh, selling it. Not for a huge gain. Like, I think he sold it for like 900. Because um, they had a kid and they wanted to upsize. And, and they sold it at the end of 2019. And it settled. Uh, yeah, end of 2019 and settled at the start of 2020. Then they went out and bought another house. And that was due to settle in like April, May 2020. Then lockdown happened. He's like, I'm cursed. Yeah. He's Must like, be. holy fuck. This isn't like last time. Yeah. The same like last time. This is bad. And he tried to get, he was already unconditional, tried to get out of the contract. Couldn't get out of it, obviously. You know, paid 1.42. Now it's worth like 1.8 something. So he's timed the market terribly, twice. And if you talk to him now, he's like, the whole time all I was doing was paying down my mortgage. If I actually knew those things, I wouldn't have committed and I wouldn't have paid off the debt because mm. I wouldn't have had it in the first place and wouldn't have made the gain. And, you know, he's got a family with a really nice young kid and, you know, he's has happy. barbecues all the time with family and friends and living the dream. But, like, a whole lot of stress that went through his brain and anxiety about, you know, shit that's out of his control and, you know, how he poorly timed the market and all these things you talk to yourself in the head. None of it mattered. Wow. Looking back. Yeah. So if you want to do it, just do it. Get some good advice first. GuardianSmith.co.nz. That's it. Yeah. New Zealand's number one mortgage brokerage. (laughs) Stay off the roof as well when you're fixing the guttering. But I'm gonna throw shade if I don't get paid for this house, right? I call it house, right? Cause it's light, right? I'm gonna throw shades, filling the base to my feet, hey? I call it house, right? Cause it's light, right? But I'm gonna throw shade if I don't get paid for this house, right?